good to see everyone this morning. I'm so grateful that you guys have chosen to join us here in the sunshine today. This is perfect uh, fall weather, so I agree with Troy. I'm kind of kind of uh, psyched to be, be outside right now. Um, again, my name's Kate, and I serve on our operations and prayer teams here at Victory. Um, and more recently, I've been serving on our uh, teaching team here with uh, Pastor Troy and Dr. Stefan. And um, before I get going, I just want to say thanks to all of our volunteers, as Troy mentioned, who have made this service possible today. Can you just give it up for everyone who serves? back there just having a very joyous time so let's just give god praise for our kids ministry and uh andrea who is, who is leading it right now so uh as, as michelle mentioned we would love for you to find your place to serve here at victory um i can honestly say that is it has been in uh my availability with this church that i have experienced uh so much growth and that this church has started to feel like home so I certainly encourage you to, to use your gifts, use your time, uh, just show up, and, and God will use you uh, here at Victory, uh, and I'm certain that he will grow you, so please please take advantage of that. It really is a gift, a personal gift. It'll be a gift to the community also, but um, it is a very personal uh, personal gift, so join our teams. Um, anyways, By Your Spirit. We have been in the By Your Spirit sermon series. Uh, for the entire month of October. Uh, and thanks to uh, Pastor Troy, Dr. Stefan, uh, we have walked through, the, uh, as they have explored the word in the spiritual disciplines of prayer, reconciliation, and faith, uh, all of those sermon series are available on our YouTube channel and on our app. And I highly encourage you to go back and listen to each of them. So, today... Uh, we are going to conclude our By Your Spirit series with the discipline of rest. So I just want everyone to take a deep breath with me, inhale and exhale and say it together, rest. So inhale, exhale, rest, rest, rest. All right, so as has become our custom, let's all stand if you're able in reverence for the word of God as we read our scripture today which is Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. This reads, At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I also just want to take us to 1 John 5, verses 1 through 3, which reads, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. 
In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, we thank you for this time this morning, God. I pray that you would move me out of the way, that I might speak in a way that glorifies you. And I pray for everyone here that they would uh, be met by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the title of my message today is Exhale, and the main point I want you to keep in mind is I'm invited to rest. I am invited to rest. I don't know about you, but uh, that sigh just a minute ago, that, that exhale uh, felt pretty good. Sometimes these days I feel like I am just in a constant state of of inhale, right? Never let it out. Just carry it all up here. Uh, my new toy, my new toy, my new gadget um, is an Apple Watch. Does anyone else have an Apple Watch? Yeah? Anyone? Vocal, vocally, does anyone have an Apple Watch? Alright, there, there, there we go. Okay. Um, so, which, which, by the way, I just got it a couple weeks ago and uh, I tried to outsmart Apple because I'm very frugal. And uh, Apple Watches are a little pricey, so I've been waiting for the last like eight months to get the to get last year's model of, of this year's you know newest uh, newest model because they typically knock off like 50 bucks on the price. So I was trying to get the SE, which is just it's a base model of the Apple Watch. I really wanted for the activity, you know, get my texts and the meetings and whatnot, but. I waited, I waited, on September 14th, they announced that, you know, there's going to be this new Apple Watch. I'm like, yes, the time is now, I'm going to get my watch. Uh, and much to my dismay, when they, they introduced the Apple Watch 7, they only discounted the Apple Watch 6, not the SE. So I had to make the decision as to whether or not I was going to wait a whole other year to get the Apple Watch. I gave in, and now I have an Apple Watch, and I love it, so I'm happy. Um, that's a sidebar, but... Anyways, that does happen if you're looking for an Apple Watch. You know, you can, you can wait it out and get it, get it more cheaply. Anyways, I have kind of fallen in love with um, this breathe function on the Apple Watch. If you, if you have an Apple Watch, you're familiar with this, but you'll just be um, kind of sitting around and get a, get a, a vibration or some kind of notification that, that says simply breathe. And it's uh, a minute-long breathing exercise that Apple prompts. And it is funny, I, I tried to look it up and, and figure out why it prompts you, and I don't think it's actually related to heart rate or anything, but Apple tries to find moments, maybe it is related to heart rate, but Apple tries to find moments where you're just sitting still, and then it pings you with this reminder to breathe. And I am always surprised by how necessary it is for me to, to breathe, to actually go through um, the, the one minute exercise whenever it prompts me. I'm like, wow, how am I still existing right now? Like, obviously breathing is required um, because every time I'm like, immediate exhale, immediate exhale when I get this notification. We are built to breathe. We can't function without it. And, you know, I get so hyper-focused on what I'm doing, so, so fixated in my circumstances that I guess I just forget the one simple thing that will allow me to better accomplish what I'm doing or allow me to even stay in and exist in my circumstances, 
to better manage them to breathe. So as I think about this rhythm of breathing, I think about the rhythm of life. That if I'm not careful, as I said, I get caught in the rhythm of inhale and inhale only. The inhale of filling my calendar. Or I get caught in the inhale of taking control of every corner of my life. I get caught in the inhale of trying to strategically solve every problem in my world or, or this city or this greater world. Get caught in the inhale of being bogged down by only what I can see. I get caught in the inhale of low expectations beyond my circumstances. Again, for myself or for the greater world around me. I inhale all the what ifs and all the questions of what will be. I get caught in this inhale and I get exhausted and tired and weary and burdened with complex and heavy loads. I forget to exhale and simply say, it is not all up to me. I don't know everything. And namely, I serve a God who is bigger and all powerful and all knowing. And that God wants to be in step with me, wants to be in rhythm with me as my constant exhale as I walk through life inhaling. Does this sound familiar to anyone? Yes. I feel like a common theme I have heard, particularly recently, is that people are tired. Friends and coworkers and family. Even this morning, Nathan's uh, devotional at the discipleship moment ended with this question. Are you exhausted? How about that for the Spirit of God moving this morning? In hearing these conversations over and over again, they've in many ways allowed me to see it in myself. So I'll ask again, are you tired? Are you physically tired, mentally tired, relationally tired, spiritually tired, situationally tired, tired of waiting or wandering, exhausted by circumstances that you think may never change, worn out by the same problem visiting you over and over again. Exhausted by the weight of sin in this world. Exhausted by the brokenness that we live in. If this is you, uh, and beca because we live in a broken world, my expectation is that sometimes you may inhale deeply with concern and with frustration, all legitimate, with legitimate need. But as we look back to our text, I want to say to you, as I think God wants to say to us, exhale, you are invited to rest. So I'm gonna focus on Matthew 11, uh, 28 to 30 today, but let's, let's just read the whole passage one more time, which again is uh, verses 25 to 30. Reads, this is the NIV. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, 
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, for a little context, again, the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, just leading up to this passage, Jesus, Jesus has sent out uh, the 12 disciples, and as we read in Matthew chapter 11, is now teaching and preaching in the towns of Galilee. We see, uh, just before this also, that John the Baptist is in prison, uh, but has heard of, of all Jesus' miracles, and wants to know, is, is actually struggling with the question, uh, is he actually the Messiah? Because if that were the case, uh, I might not be sitting here in prison. I'm expecting a Messiah to come uh, who, who might get me out of here. But Jesus confirms to John's disciples uh, and to those following Jesus uh, that John was indeed the messenger who came ahead of him, him being the Messiah. We see a lot of uh, Jesus owning who he is, though he's still in the process of revealing to the world around him that he is indeed the Christ. In Matthew uh, eleven twenty, we see that Jesus is denouncing the towns where his miracles were formed, but, but who did not respond in belief to who he was, saying that the day of judgment on these towns is going to be fierce because they failed to repent. But here we are, where Jesus actually shifts from this pretty fiery description of what's going to happen to those who do not repent, to praise and an invitation. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Let's pause here and realize that so these are the words spoken by Jesus, who is indeed the Son of God, which we now know. But again, he is in this moment still in the process of revealing himself. And here uh, we see him identify the intimate relationship that he has with God the Father. That God is actually supreme, that he is the head of the Trinity, but that he is uh, in specific communion with God as a second part of the Trinity. He also references uh, in this passage the hidden things that have, been, that have been hidden from the wise and learned, who he is saying are the folks that, that were unrepentant. He has hidden the mysteries of the kingdom of God from them, and those who will receive them are those who actually accept God's kingdom uh, with childlike faith, who accept the Messiah with childlike faith. Which is where we come to today in the passage I want to focus on. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So as we look at this passage, um, what is a yoke? A yoke uh, in this day and age would have been known as a, it's, it's kind of the wooden cross piece that you would have fastened over the necks of likely two oxen 
as they are pulling a plow or a cart. Um, it could also be, it was also used at the time to be a metaphor for being yoked, uh, say in slavery to someone, in subjection to someone, or also commonly used as a metaphor for the law, the, the pharisaical law. But the, the idea of the yoke um, is to enable a worker to carry a heavy object or to, to do, um, to, is designed to be able to work or, or labor. And it's typically pretty hard and sturdy because it was built to, to actually carry out those heavier, uh, more daunting tasks. And then we've got a burden. And a burden, pretty simply, is a load, and typically a heavy load. When we think about burdens, I think we automatically get this, this sense of, of weight. And this passage is going to be so incredible because of the way that Jesus actually uh, defines who he is to us. When we think about our burdens and yoke in the world, um, we may think of the, the daily commitments and struggles of life that are frustrating, that we, we can't seem to get out of, we can't get on top of our calendars. Uh, a burden may just be sin, the, the general scope of sin in the world. And I think the yoke uh, would also be kind of the, the means by which we carry and walk out these burdens, which would be our own efforts, our own intelligence, um, our own emotions that tell us it is all on me. But Jesus, knowing, knowing the burdens that we face in this world, has actually offered himself up or um, invited us to take on a different burden. He calls himself, contrary to the burdens of this world, he calls himself a light burden and an easy yoke. How is that? Because the, the, the definitions themselves of a yoke and a burden suggest something heavy, but he is giving us something completely opposite to work with here. Come to me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. When we think of come to me, all Jesus is saying is repent and believe, come, turn to him and take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What is this yoke? This is obedience and discipleship. The yoke of discipleship is the way to rest. We hear, as we read earlier in 1 John chapter 5, that the, the, the commands, actually keeping his commands, actually following Jesus, is not burdensome. He is humble and gentle. So the burdens that we face of sin or the burdens that we, case of, that we face of carrying, of being yoked to something, actually don't exist when we are close to Christ. Not to mention that in this passage, as we think about uh, as we think about this analogy, we should also point out that Jesus, as he gives this command of rest, is actually also identifying himself with God. And and the reader and the listeners of this time would have recognized this because 
in the in the in the Old Testament, actually in Exodus chapter 33, verse 14. Uh, the Lord replied to his people, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. God said that to his people by Jesus saying that he will give us rest. He is God. And the same in Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 16. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient past. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is identifying himself as God in this passage. Again, still at a point in his ministry where he is revealing himself to those around him. Jesus is inviting you to rest. He is in these passages telling you that you actually have permission to rest. This is rest that is uh, beyond the extra hour of sleep in the morning, the, the physical rest that we need, or, or the, um, the, the relief that we get from the double shot espresso. This is, this is rest that, that touches your soul. So you have permission to, wet, to rest in the waiting in your life, in the wandering, in the frustrations of things that can't seem to be solved, and in the weight and heaviness of this broken and sin-filled world. You are invited to rest. Where are, you, where are you looking right now for rest? Have you turned to the one who has promised, promised that he will give it to you if you turn to him? Or are you like me sometimes when I'm doing everything except trying to find rest in everything except the one thing act that actually accomplishes what I desire. Preach. This is the rest that is offered in Christ. Yes. And in your exhaustion, you have an option. And my thought today is that maybe coming to him looks nothing looks like nothing more than an exhale. And a whisper of give me rest. If we started to see rest as, as the same rhythm of our breathing, inhale and exhale, inhale the circumstances and, the, and the, uh, the, the, the weight of this world that we carry around, we each carry around in our families, in our communities, uh, in our places of work, in our churches, transition, inhale. But we can exhale and release it to him. And how much more might we be reconciled to him? We are a people who exist, to, we, we exist to see people reconciled to God and to each other. How much more might we be reconciled to him if we accept what he offers? He is telling us to come to him, to return to him. And if we make rest a discipline, the, the constant and renewing exhale of saying, you are God, and I am not, will allow us to actually receive this great promise of rest. We can allow this rest to transform us. And I believe that, that if we function in that inhale, exhale of rest, we will experience the freedom of his rest that may not change our circumstances, that may not change our situation, that may not relieve us fully of our frustrations, 
but that will allow us to exist in them by his spirit. Victor, I believe this is a, a command from God as we finish this series. Make rest a discipline. Every time you take a breath in and a breath out, God is with you. God, the living God is with you. Inhale, exhale. Real quick, do it with me. Inhale deep, exhale. Lord, give us rest. If you have not yet tasted this rest that is indeed available to you, rest for your soul. Rest that transcends the worldly burdens that you carry. This is your moment, and this is God saying that he wants to give it to you. So if that's you, I ask that you would raise your hand and allow us to pray with you. That God might give you the rest that you actually desire. Lord, we thank you, God, for this morning. We thank you for your word that you have captured and preserved for us. We thank you that it meets us exactly where we are 2,000 years later. God, we are tired, Lord. We are exhausted in so many different fashions, each one of us realizing that that is hitting us in a different place today, Lord. But you are the rest that we desire, God. Would you help us as we inhale to actually exhale and hand over the things in our lives that are burdensome, the things in our lives that make us weary, the things in our lives that, that are unrelenting, Lord. Would you walk with us in them? Would we take your yoke upon us, Lord, that we may have rest? It's in Jesus' name we ask and pray these things. Amen.